Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage from Southern California, here he is, your headliner, it's Homeboy 88! Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. First off, I want to apologize for last show. It started off horrible. The first half of the show was fucking horrible. Okay, I heard it. It was bad. Too many advertisements for other people. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to try not to. But uh, maybe I should have uh, maybe I should have done the show in Spanish. It would have been funnier. You know why? Because in Spanish, words are funnier than in English. I'll give you an example. Take owl. Owl's not funny in English, but change it to Spanish. You got tecolote. Mira mami, mira mami el tecolote. That's pretty funny. Or monkey. Monkey's pretty funny in English, a little bit, but change it to Spanish, and it's really fun. Chango. Pinchi chango. Right? Even a simple word like lizard. Lizard's not funny. I don't like lizards. But in Spanish, lagartija. Lagartija. Right? Even phrases like, get out of here. That's not funny. That's threatening. But uh, in Spanish, it's, uh, Lagarte, cabrón. Lagarte. I had to really learn Spanish. Like I said in the first episode, I was made fun of by everybody. Even ladies at the supermarket made fun of me, man. You know? I'd be at the supermarket, and a lady comes up to me. Perdón. ¿Me puedes decir dónde está la longaniza? What? My brain had a fucking meltdown, man. Longan qué? Oh, perdón, pocho. Chorizo. Chorizo. Mijito. Pochito. I gave up and I said uh, in English, uh, it's over there, bitch. It's over there. In Mexico, I'm a pocho. Yeah, can you believe that shit? A fucking poncho. I hate that word. That's like the N-word to me, man. Well, maybe not the equivalent. I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating, you know. I used to rap, not professionally, but I used to battle people at work. Uh, even black gentlemen. And when? Can you believe that shit? Because not every rapper is Nas Jigga or Rakim. You know, some of them can't rap. But how many times have you heard a guy on the phone talking loud as fuck saying this statement? Yeah, I just came from the studio, dog. Uh, uh-huh. Nah, dog, I'm going back tonight. Uh-huh. My album's, my album's almost done. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll get a track from Dre. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. <laughs> bullshit, man, right? There's probably a landfill with just mountains of CDs and shit, and all of them suck. It's bullshit. 
They're not recording anything. Come on. I should go find that uh, mountain of CDs and play one of them just to see it would be good if it would be good entrance music for the UFC, man. <laughs> man, I wish I was a fighter, but not for the skills, honor, and glory, nah. Because I would, you know, love to choose and pick the music to come out to, man. I'd spend hours on that shit. You know me, music head. You know, then on the way to the cage, I'd accidentally, quote-unquote, slip on the stairs and shit and be like, Oh, shit! I tore my meniscus! Yeah. My meniscus is hurt. That sounds legit, right? Oh, shit. Go on and face a guy called El Cucuy, who, by the way, comes out to, We are here to have some fun. So get on up. Let me repeat that. He comes out to a fucking song that says, we are here to have some fun, so get on up. That's a psychopath. I don't want to go in there with that guy. That's scarier than hearing Iron Man or some heavy metal bullshit song, right? Come on, come on, man. Give it up. You know him, right? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Confession, when we were kids, and this ain't American me, when we were kids, <laughs> we long felt good, no, 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 no. When we were kids, we hung a guy. <laughs> no, seriously, it's not a metaphor. We literally threw a rope over a branch of a tree, tied a noose, and hung a motherfucker on accident. Well, not me. My two older brothers did. Okay. Hear me out. The kid might have taken a shit in their side yard. No joke. And all names in this story have been changed to protect my two pendejo brothers, man. Okay, uh, picture this. The year was 1983, South Cali. Wait, uh, what am I, fucking Sophia from the Golden Girls? Thank you for being a friend. Up and down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party and invited everyone you knew, you would see the biggest gift from me for me And the card attached would say Thank you for being a friend bum, 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 bum. Thank you, thank you That's the shit that's in my head, everybody That's a fucking crazy person, man No joke, man Tangent When I say tangent that means, you know, I went off subject. Okay, man. Thank you. Okay, back to the hanging. Like I said, 83, Cali. I had a buddy named Billy Bob. And, uh, well, I'm going to change his name. Come on, I don't want to get fucking sued, man. 
And Billy Bob's little brother, we'll call him Jimmy Bob, who lived down the street three houses away and came over to play. Well, me and uh, Billy Bob were playing with our Star Wars figures. Well, he was poor as fuck. My Star Wars figures. <laughs> Motherfuckers. That was a delayed laughing, you son of a bitch. Anyways. But uh, we lost track of uh, Jimmy Bob. But my two older brothers didn't. We heard commotion on the side of the house. And we saw little Jimmy Bob and my two brothers and a fresh pile of shit right next to him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I had no dog or a cat. Let me repeat that. I had no fucking dog or a motherfucking cat. But Jimmy Bob swore up and down he didn't do it. And after refusing to clean it up, my brothers did the only logical thing to do. Get a rope, throw it over a giant grapefruit tree branch, stem Jimmy Bob on a bucket, and make a fucking noose and put it around his neck. Kidding me? Jimmy Bob, Jimmy Bob cried and pleaded, and so did my friend Billy Bob. My oldest brother listened to their pleas. Oh, such a nice guy, right? Motherfucker. And he walked over to the to the bucket to take little stinky Jimmy Bob off the bucket. But my other brother said, "Nope." You're guilty, motherfucker! Ran and kicked the bucket over the fence like it was a fucking field goal. <laughs> Don't worry. My oldest brother hugged little Jimmy quickly. He took off the noose and told my brother, You fucking idiot! Get out of here, you fucking monkey! But what he should have done is said it in Spanish so he could have make it a... It would have been funnier in Spanish, right? He should have said, Largate, pinche chango, cabrón! Thank you, thank you. Thank you for coming out, everybody. All right, all right. That was my uh, off my stand-up special. Uh, comedians think they're gods. Right? Back, back to the regular scheduled program. And like I said, I've heard a lot of podcasts and shit and uh, stand-up comics. Look, man. You guys are funny, witty, and you entertain us, yeah. But some of you have a fucking God complex, homeboys, on the real. Listen, man, uh, with this uh, coronavirus and, you know, everybody was essential, guess who didn't work? Stand-up comics, man. I love you guys and everything, but fuck, come the fuck down, homeboys. You know what I'm saying? They talk about themselves like they're fucking God, some of them. I swear to God. Jesus Christ, man. Jesus Christ. I say that a lot, but oh well. And now it's time for Hip Hop 101. How you doing? They're in the back, motherfucker. This is off the movie Straight Outta Compton. Why do you say that? Check this shit out.
That's how you fucking mix and scratch. I think the story, this is not the uh, part of the Hip Hop 101, but I think the story on that is that they got um, DJ Jazzy Jeff. It's not actual Dr. Dre. I could be wrong, but I think it's Jazzy Jeff doing that shit, man. He could fucking scratch still, man. DJ Jazzy motherfucking Jeff. All right. Hip Hop 101 today covers the story of MC Hammer. And third base. Now you're talk. You're uh, probably wondering, like, what the fuck is that? MC Hammer in third base? What the fucking uh, old school? Well, what are you gonna talk about? Pop goes the weasel, cause the weasel goes pop. Well, yeah, kinda. Apparently, um, you know, at a party, uh, MC Hammer and third base kind of got into it. They got into some arguments. Uh, MC Hammer from the West Coast, third base from the East Coast. And uh, I guess it was the first East versus West beef, man. Or one of them. And they got into it and everything, and they went their separate ways. Then, third base goes into the uh, studio, and they record, like I said, pop goes the weasel because the weasel goes pop. Pop, pop goes the weasel, the weasel. Pop, pop goes the weasel, the weasel. And, um... When I squash a bug or a fly or anything, a mosquito and shit, no joke, you can ask my family. I get a fucking napkin, and when I'm going to, you know, squeeze it, I always, dude, it's just in my head. I'm fucking crazy, I guess. I go, pop, goes the weasel, because the weasel goes, pop, and they fucking squeeze the fly or the mosquito and shit. And my kids, my wife, they're like, you're gross. Right? Then I throw them in the trash. Or... In the toilet, flush them down. Down the toilet. Tangent. Anyways, uh, back to the story at hand. Um, so, they did Pop Goes the Weasel. And on that record, you might not remember. You're, you're like, how are they dissing MC Hammer? Yeah, go look at the lyrics. They're dissing MC Hammer. Trust me. And... Uh, <laughs> On one of the lyrics, it says, you stole somebody's record, then you looped it, you looped it. They're referring to, um, uh, can't touch this, right? Can't touch this. Can't touch this. That's Rich James' hit. Uh, She's a very kinky girl. She's a super freak. God damn it. I almost fucking forgot. Anyways, I, I should start writing this shit down, man. Anyways, not go off the top of the fucking dome so much. But regardless, so on that song, it says you stole somebody's record, then you looped it, you looped it, but now you're getting sued. Kind of stupid, stupid. Because I guess Rick James and the record company was suing for him just fucking using that beat, man, and not even asking permission. I guess he figured since the Beastie Boys and Def Jam did it, and they're just taking songs from uh, Led Zeppelin, and they didn't pay shit, right, in samples, that he's going to do it. But wrong, wrong, wrong. You can't do a whole fucking song like that and shit. Just like uh, Vanilla Ice 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 Baby stole that from Queen. That's uh, Queen under pressure. And, and Rookie, I'm going to say your name right now. There's a guy I know, Rookie. He says I do too much advertisement. This ain't advertising, motherfucker. All right? This is 
I'm, I'm, I'm pointing out some shit so that you know it's true, okay? When I say fucking vanilla ice, ice ice baby, that's just a reference, you dumb motherfucker. Anyways, see me. See me at work, motherfucker. See what happens. Anyways. So, yeah. After this, MC Hammer puts a $500,000 hit on these two guys. Pete Nice and MC Search from third base. And on their way to L.A. to promote their record, Cactus, little did they know, some fucking L.A. gang members, all right, were on their way to go meet them at the airport, homeboy. This is before 9-11, so you could roll up to the fucking place where you come out of the plane. Man. So, they get off the plane, right? They're signing autographs. People know who they are. And all of a sudden, uh, MC Search looks, and he sees three dudes coming up. Like two flanking them on the left and the right, one coming straight down the middle. And what do they do? They pull up blue fucking rags to disguise their face. And his fucking heartbeat starts fucking beating fast, homeboy. Because he had heard something. He had heard something. And they come up to him. And everybody's quiet now. The guys that are getting the autographs, they step away. These guys step up. And one of the guys goes, Hey, yo. I'm going to tell you something, Search. Pookie wanted to smoke your ass. But I calmed him down, okay? Yo, can I get an autograph, man? I love that record, yo. Fucking <laughs> MC Search. And Pete Nice, I don't know if they shit their pants or what, but man, what the fuck? They were going to blast them right there at the LAX? Are you kidding me? Okay, so then after that, they go to the radio station, they do a, a interview with Greg Mac, the Mac attack, right? And Greg Mac, they start telling him this story, right? Off the air. But on the air, they clean it up a little bit. They don't want to say, you know, the gang members and the $500,000 hit. But they're saying, they, you know, MC Hammer, he has beef with them. So what does Greg Mack do? He says, you know what, let's squash the beef. He calls up MC Hammer. He's like, no, nah, man, it's cool, it's cool. I know Hammer, we're going to squash it right now. And there's a tape out there of MC Hammer and third base. On the radio together. But it didn't get squashed, homeboy. It didn't get squashed. They were arguing, okay? They were arguing. Then, later down in the interview, the manager comes up to search, whispers in the ear, we got to get the fuck out, man. Let's get the fuck out. Let's head, head to the limo. Get you guys in there. We're getting the fuck out of here. You know why? Oh, yeah. Those gang members. And I'll say this. Uh, I don't want to get blasted, so I'll say this. They could wear Dodger colors, homeboy. That's what all I'm going to say. We're outside of the radio station waiting for them. And Pookie was there, too. So, yeah. They go to the back. They get in the car. They fucking take off. They go... And uh, they go to a secret location. 
the manager has to call around and, and see who he has to contact to squash this shit. Finally, he gets a hold of a guy, the head guy, one of the head guys of the gang members, okay? All right, his, his initials are MJ, okay? Look it up, man. I mean, uh, MC, not MJ, fucking Michael Jackson, MC, and that ain't MC Search. His initials are MC, so look it up, man. I'm not bullshitting. Well, this guy's like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna let us, this all go, but we we want some money, man. We want just you know some money, maybe fifty thousand. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a video. I'm gonna make a big old song with all these rappers. I wanna I'm gonna be the producer, so you know you guys are gonna pay for some of it, or maybe most of it. So yeah, they give him the fifty G's. This is alleged. I'm going to say allegedly on my part, but I think uh, the story's out there. But and that song, no joke. Can you believe it? They made a song called "We're All in the Same Game," and it's like a uh, West Coast version of "Stop the Violence" from the East Coast. They did a year previous, and they had like Easy E and W.A. They had fucking uh, J.J. Fad. They had Ice T. They had a bunch of rappers on it. We're all in the same gang, promo- promoting stopping gang violence by a fucking gang member producer. Ladies and gentlemen, that's pretty crazy. That's a crazy story. They are, oh, one last thing. I said MJ Michael Jackson. That's that's another part of the story. They also said. And you're gonna get me tickets to the to the head guy, and I want to sit next to Michael Jackson at the awards ceremony this year. I think it's the Grammys one year, and in the Grammys one year, I don't know which year, maybe the year they made that song. We're all in the same gang. He's sitting either beside or behind Michael Jackson. <laughs> Go look that shit up, dude. No joke, wearing. The Dodger colors, homeboys. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And that was another installment of Hip Hop 101 Sun. Go check it out, homeboy. They in the back. They in the back, Ice Cube. It's Dre. He's on the turntables. already heard that shit okay so you know what it's not gonna be 30 minutes i'm gonna wrap it up early everything went smooth that's why thank you thank you for listening to my stand-up special quote-unquote stand-up special and um thank you for supporting i'm gonna give three shout outs right now for going on my page on podbean and uh you know supporting me commenting, and, uh, you know, being cool and and liking my shit. Those three people are my homeboy Spiro from the East Coast, all right? He's a fucking Sith Lord, so don't fuck with him. 
Next person I want to shout out is my homeboy, Rano. Uh, he used to live in Long Beach, Tic Tac. Grab your gap, watch your back, here I come. And him and his homie, uh, I'm not going to say the other guy, because he hasn't even listened not to, to one fucking show, man. Not one fucking show. He's breaking my heart. And he's my homeboy. What the fuck, man? So he doesn't get a shout-out. But the second he does and comments and likes, he will. Third guy, what's up, Noel? Thank you, homeboy. And fourth guy, I'm going to just say it again, Ultimate Tony 77 You know, he was the first guy to listen to my show. Uh, besides Spiro. And uh, thank you guys, man. Thank you guys for supporting. And guess what? I can go on to my shit on Podbean and I can see who does what, who's listened to what. And most of you guys have only listened to episode one. Oh, you know what? One last shout out. Sean. Thank you, Sean. You've listened to each and every episode like Ultimate Tony and Rano. Thank you, man. Thank you, Sean. And Rookie, this is how I'm going to call you, by, by that name. Rookie, with all your little constructive criticisms and shit, you know I appreciate it and shit, but I don't need a co-host, motherfucker. I don't want a co-host. How about that? Because the guy that I wanted for a co-host that works with me said, Oh, man, uh, come over. We'll have like three beers. I got to loosen up and shit. And, uh, you know, because I get nervous and shit on the mic, I got to loosen up. And, uh, you know, then we'll record at my house. So, that motherfucker lives like 30 minutes away. He wants me to go to his house. He wants me to wait so he can drink three or four fucking beers to loosen up. I don't need that shit. I got my fucking Dasani water in here, homeboy. Hold on. That's it. That's all I need. Maybe I'll drink a Michelada one day for the show. Maybe on a live show. Coming up, I'm going to do uh, Spiro's podcast. Uh, it's called The Rational Rage. I know for a fact it's on YouTube. Uh, Rational Rage. Rational Rage Show. Okay, I will advertise that. He's, he's um, the guy that pushed me to do this podcast. So thank you, Spiro. Alright, god damn it, went to 30 minutes, god damn it, we gotta get out of here, homeboy, that's that, I'm gonna leave you guys with a song right now, okay, I'm gonna go sign it for about 6 seconds, then I'm gonna hit the song, this song has to do with everything that's going on in the world right now, especially in the United States, with the protests, okay, this song is controversial, okay? Parental discretion is advised, all right? But fuck it. I'm going to do it. So here we go. Five, four, 